Welcome to Pre-Snap Podcast, presented by LineStar App. Here's your host, Casey Bubba and Scott Bogman. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Pre-Snap Podcast, brought to you by the wonderful people at LineStar Sports. Make sure you check them out on Twitter at LineStar App and at LineStar NFL to get all the up-to-date news, uh, stats, all the good stuff you need over there. And download the app in the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. Everything you need in the palm of your hands to build your winning DFS lineups. You can find myself on Twitter at BD Intric and my co-host is always on Twitter at Bogman Sports. Scott Bogman, how are we doing, my friend? I'm good. I have a guillotine league that I just uh, narrowly survived in after this Monday night football game has come to a close. So uh, excited about that. And um, look, the Steelers couldn't lose this weekend. So, and all three of us got our touchdowns. So, yes. uh, it's a pretty solid weekend, I would say. Yeah, we riding dirty, as the kids say. It was good. It was real good. Uh, you want to talk about big fantasy wins. Most people don't care about our fantasy teams, but uh, it was a rough week with the buys. And like, I was rostering some oh, guys like, yeah. didn't, because I also had like Devontae Parker and Sterling Shep. It just got worse and worse. So, um, I was rostering some guys I didn't want to roster. Going into uh, tonight on the Barf League, I was down like 35 points. Good old Alvin Kamara. Yeah, yeah, man. Camara almost hosed me. Like that was what I was worried about. Is because I was up pretty big uh, over the Welsh in the guillotine league, and he just had he had that bye week apocalypse just got him, and it was getting me too. And I was like, all I need is Camara to not have one of those Christmas games, you know, like the six Mm -hmm. touchdowns, uh, you know, seventy, eighty points or whatever, and I should be good. Uh, And he definitely had a first half of that. But yeah, they calmed the that down quiet. in the second half. So the second I was half happy was about that. Everywhere. That was like the worst second half of fo- football in a long time. <laughs> well, actually, as we recap the week, week seven, which you're here for. A lot for, of missed field weekend, goals. Yeah. yeah. Let's just get to one of the worst games of the week. We'll kick it off with Thursday night football. We had the Broncos go into Cleveland, 17-14 Browns in this one. Teddy Bridgewater, Case Keenum, everything you can imagine. But uh, the biggest talking point I'd say is, Dearness Johnson uh, with the, with a big big week. Uh, we'll see where that goes. Chubb has been cleared to play this week, so it might be a one and done. But what's your take on that Thursday night? Beautiful, beautiful football game. Yeah, look, I think it's probably one and done for Dearness, right? But I think if you are the Nick Chubb um, owner here, you probably need to keep him on your team for now. So uh, you know, because Nick Chubb has been banged up a couple times already this year, and. Um, you know, th- he's he's the one to one replacement. I think Felton is a guy that replaces Camara. Uh, Camara. Uh, I've got Camara on the brain that uh, replaces Kareem Hunt. But uh, Ernest Johnson is your more traditional between the tackles type of a runner. And it worked out for him in this game. Had uh, a touchdown, almost went, uh, you know, m- more than 150 total yards and had the game ceiling win uh, run t- uh, to get that first down. So. This is an ugly game, though, Bob. I mean, no receiving options. I mean, at least Jarvis Landry was back up to eight yeah. targets in his first game back. On the Cleveland side, on the Denver side, Teddy Bridgewater should not have played in this game. No. And just yet another game, Bob, where they just completely abandoned the run. 12 attempts. Yeah. So uh, you're not going to get much done with that. And Sutton was okay. Everybody else was pretty bad. I mean, Javante had a touchdown, but... Yeah, Javante and Melvin both had a receiving touchdown. It's right. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they didn't do much else. They didn't get a no. bunch of yards. So 
Uh, just a, an ugly overall game. And this wasn't even one of the weather games. No, no, it was not. We'll get to that one. That was a fun one. You know, it's good when Bogman's texting me going, what is going on in California? But yeah. uh, we'll, we'll get to that one shortly. We'll head to Sunday where uh, we'll kick things off. We'll get this, get this over with now. Falcons 30, Dolphins 28, just to um, to make this a doozy. Um, that Matt Ryan drives him down the field to kick the field goal to win it as time expires because the Dolphins, you know, give me that ounce of hope like usual and just tear it away. Ryan throws for 336 and two touchdowns. Kyle Pitts is beasting out. We talked about that last week, so that was good to see. Um, Cordero Patterson's the, the running back of choice as Mike Davis is pretty much non-existent. On the Dolphins side, though, Tua, another big fantasy-relevant game, 291 and four touchdowns with two picks. Um, and then Jacecki and Waddle are just the go-to targets with Parker and stuff out. So at least it's, it's a pretty narrow uh, tree if you want to stack the Dolphins, who have been fantasy viable surprisingly of late. I know, Bub, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be surprised when I say this, but I didn't get to watch a ton of this game. Uh, with two is two picks. Were they ugly? Were they uh, wide receiver based? Like, did you see them? I didn't see them. I was reading stuff on them. It was pretty much just the same kind of dumb mistakes he's been making. Okay. Type things. So, That's what I read. Could be wrong. People Because outside of that, angry. 32 of 40 for four touchdowns. Pretty yeah. solid day, right? Uh, yep. and, and had them in position to win. Uh, I, you know, uh, there was a lot of uh, fumbles on Atlanta's side here. Um, but I mean, Mike Davis, I think the thing you take away from here, Mike Davis is done. Cordell Patterson is the starting uh, running back, but you can't now. drop him. Can you, I, you can drop him as you far as I'm concerned. Okay. Yeah. Now, I mean, look for, yeah, unless he's uh, traded before the deadline somewhere else, they're just not sure. using him anymore. Yeah, so, tough. uh, Kyle Pitts is a dude, uh, has, uh, last two weeks in a row proved it and, now I think that's going to start to open up things for Calvin Ridley. So I'm not going to let anybody buy low on Calvin Ridley. If I'm rostering him, I'm going to go ahead and hold him. Um, and then uh, Miles Gaskin might be the most frustrating fantasy player because he'll go from seven touches to 19. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's very frustrated, uh, frustrating to know what to do with him on a week to week basis, but this was a pretty good matchup. So not a ton to yank away from this game. I would say. Yeah. It's, it's just pretty much. It's the Waddle Jacecki show. That's the best thing you can take yeah. away from this, especially with no Parker. They've been, they've been outstanding. And I guess also Russell Gage came back, uh, got his targets. He could be a good uh, guy. We'll talk about towards the end of the show here. We talk waiver wires as a potential option down the road. Let's go to green Bay. Uh, the uniforms are sick. Big fan of those throwbacks for Green Bay. Loving those. Looked like Oregon uniforms. A they bit. did a bit, but they were classy because they weren't Oregon. Um, Green Bay 24-10 in this one. It started off with a bang right down the field. Mm -hmm. Devontae Adams finds the end zone. And then it just kind of got quiet. You know, you uh, Rodgers. Yeah, no, he's on COVID list. Well, he might miss Thursday night. Fun times. Uh, but Rodgers, 274, three touchdowns. It was just a pretty boring game. Jones didn't do much. Uh, Alan Lazard had, a, had himself a game. And uh, it's just a typical Packers win. They kind of controlled the whole game, but they didn't like crush the whole game. This is what they do time and time again. I, uh, yeah, I hate this game because what it showed to me is Taylor Heineke is not your uh, option no. at all. I didn't think he was anyway, but uh, he looked pretty pitiful in this game. He ran a bunch because nobody was open. He fumbled twice. He threw a pick, uh, you know, just a rough game for Heineke. So as soon as Fitzpatrick comes back, I think they go to him, which is also why, you hear, you know, Washington in quarterback rumors for potentially getting Tua in a three-way deal or whoever, um, uh, which I think wouldn't be the worst idea. You know, they whiffed on Haskins. 
Uh, they tried to pick up Fitzpatrick. They're trying to go with Taylor Heineke. None of it's working here. Uh, Gibson is frustrating because he's just playing hurt. I, I think they should. I honestly, I think they should IR him for the minimum three weeks and let him come back after that to just heal up that shin a little bit, right? Because uh, three weeks of no contact on it would help might a do ton, him. You think? Yeah, yeah uh, a lot. I don't know that it's going to matter for Washington in the long term this season. Anyway, it's not like they're going to the playoffs, uh, but the Packers keep squeaking out these wins. They're another team that 100% completely abandoned the run because it yep. was not working. Uh, but the thing is, is Washington is one of the worst teams in the NFL against defending the pass and Aaron just carving them up. So uh, sucks that you lose Devonte Adams, but I think Alan Lazard looking more like the second guy way more than Cobb. Uh, you know, so I, I think that that is the biggest thing I pull away from this game going into Thursday is Lazard is going to be the man there. I think MVS might be eligible. He might be week. back. And Tanya at least had a touchdown this week. So the weapons are there per se. And Devonte, if he's, if I haven't heard the news uh, today, if he's vaccinated, and he has two negative tests, 24 hours apart. He can still play Thursday. Yeah. That's what they said. He's, they said he is vaccinated. So, so he's going to have chance, to. Yeah, he's going to have to clear Tuesday and Wednesday to come back Thursday, or it might be Wednesday, Thursday. But yeah, it's two yeah, in a row, quick, yeah. 24 hours. Yeah, so it's it's asking a lot. A lot, a lot, which is a shame because it should have been a great football game. And now Devontae might not be there. That's just like, but is what it is. You want to know what else is a bad football game? Titans win 27 to 3 over the Chiefs. Pure domination from the get go. Uh, Tannehill, he looked he looked pretty solid, throwing for 270 in the score. Derrick Henry didn't have to do much later because they just dominated so early. A.J. Brown, I'm going to go start eating more Chipotle. Like, this dude's been beasting out for two weeks off this stuff. Eight catches for 133 and a score. And then the Chiefs look horrific right now. We keep talking about it each week, Bogman, and it's getting worse and worse, and this was a really bad one. Yeah, and, and um, it puts you in a tough spot. I guess Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to play, but yeah, I say just he's fine. It's just a neck injury or something. Give me a break. He looked that dude so was seeing gone. Tweety birds, like oh, they, it, it's, they, they were trying to carry him out, and they could barely do that because he was so. I long know. Away. Like, <laughs> how the hell can he get immediately passed? Like, I just I don't understand any of that. Uh, that seems super shady to me. To be honest, uh, is him, uh, you know, uh, immediately clearing. But if he's back in, you got to roll out your guys again because this is still one of the best offenses. The line is bad, so. Uh, but you know what, Mahomes is going to have to learn how to play behind a bad line because he's eaten so much of the salary cap that played at Texas not, Tech for so long. He should be fine. They're not going to be able to afford to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, go and pay offensive linemen. So they're going to have to do a really good job of scouting and finding. Uh, guys to play on rookie contracts, and he's going to have to learn how to move a little bit more uh, for his career moving forward with this team because they're going to pay Tyreek Hill. They're going to pay Travis Kelsey and those big-time defensive starters. They're going to have to pay those guys, so the line is going to be parsed together for a while for Kansas City. So uh, this is something he's going to have to learn, and he looks bad right now. Not not anything you can do about it because Mm -hmm. you've got to roll them out there, you know. You spent a high draft pick, but uh, Welsh and I were talking about this on ITL. This week, you have the Chiefs against the Giants, and you have the Bengals going up against the Jets. Are you starting Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow? I think you still start Mahomes. You just do it. I love Burrow. I just think that I think they run the ball a lot more. The, the way the Chiefs are playing so bad, they still might have to throw it more. So I'm going with the Chiefs in this one. I'm rolling with Burrow. 
I love Burrow. I've been Burrow fan. Burrow. Yeah. yeah, I'm rolling with it. You know what the Chiefs should do? The Chiefs suggest the Chiefs should just start Chad Henney this week and let the homes get healthy. Like let him take a week off. That's what they should do. I mean, they're not going to do that though. Like, when he said when he said he can come back and play in that game, there's just no way that stuff's happening. So, yeah, um, yeah look, the MVP might have played in this game too, and it ain't Mahomes. It's Derrick Henry. Yeah, more right? passing touchdowns than Mahomes. He sure did, and uh, you know, 29 more carries, just running into the teeth of that defense. The dude is an absolute stud. Uh, it's incredible to see him. Uh, you know, get this many carries and and continue staying healthy, but he just does it every single week. And like you said, AJ Brown looks healthy, which is nice. I'm not done with Julio yet. I'm done with Allen Robinson. We'll get to him in a little yeah. bit, but I'm not done with Julio. Like he hasn't been healthy this whole year. I think he came back a week before he should have. So I think he's going to be okay soon. Uh, obviously, hamstrings can be tricky, and Julio's history makes people worried. But I do think that he'll be better down the stretch here. So I'm not giving up on Julio quite yet. Yeah, he looked okay when he was running his deep routes on Sunday. Um, it was more just kind of the defense is actually decent on him on his side of the field. But uh, the, t- the Titans look good. They're getting healthier. Also, the Chiefs look really bad. So we'll yeah. see where that one keeps going this weekend. Let's go to Foxborough. The Patriots win 54-13 to over the Jets. Mac Jones looks great, throwing for 302 scores. Damian Harris ran wild all over the Jets' defense. Um, we lost uh, our boy um, – we lost Mr. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, but they just traded tonight for Mr. Elite himself, Joe Flacco, which doesn't matter one bit. No. But the Patriots just put a drubbing. Like, it didn't matter who Taylor had a couple. It didn't matter who they put in the game. It was just pure domination. Yeah, I, look, the Jets are bad. This is coming out of a bye week for the Jets, too. Like, they should have been uh, prepped up and ready to rock in this game. So, um this is bad for them, man. One and five. How? Who did they beat? Who did the Jets beat? Was it the Jacksonville? Falcons, was it the Falcons? It was the Falcons. You're right. 27. Yeah. No, no, they lost to the Falcons. They beat. Um, that's the preseason. They beat the Titans. 27, 24. That's right. An overtime or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it the was. Titans, I, the didn't go to OT, so. but yeah. <laughs> Titans, the team was like behind the Bengals for leading the AFC. Lost to the freaking Jets. Love football. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, the, any given Sunday, right? That's how yep. it goes. But, uh, yeah, look, the Patriots just uh, – they're not going to look this good on a week-to-week basis because Mac Jones, although he does, he's the best rookie quarterback so far, what is that saying? You know, you have Justin Fields looking like garbage, Trevor Lawrence playing for the worst team. Uh, well, the Jets might be the worst team. Zach Wilson – Zach Wilson is second as far as QBR goes behind uh, – Mac uh, Mac Jones here, so it's just it's it's an ugly class so far. I think they're all going to be okay, but this is bad. And uh, you know, Joe Flacco or White or whoever starting is not going to be good for this offense. So there's not a lot to take out of that. I mean, you could probably still run out Michael Carter in a deeper league just because he's getting touches. Um, part of the passing game this past week because because White couldn't throw it down the field. Right. I mean, nine for uh, nine targets, eight catches, 67 yards. So hopefully they keep using it like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then Corey Davis caught the touchdown, so you could still roll him out. Nobody else uh, in New York has redeeming qualities. And uh, Damian Harris is becoming a stud. I I think Bolden is their new James White. He is. 100%. 
I'm going to spend some fab on him, and we'll, we'll talk about that later. But I'm not going out to pick up anybody else. No Kendrick Bournes or no. J.D. Taylors or anybody else. Yeah, and deeper PPR leagues, I'm 100% with you on Bolton. Uh, it's definitely definitely a play there. Uh, let's stick in New York here. The Giants went 25-3 to over the Panthers. This game was 5-3 to at the half. It was one of the worst football games I've ever seen. But uh, they get it done. Jones throws for 203 and a score. Booker finds the end zone as well. Slayton, Ingram, and Pettis have some nice games in the receiving. Nothing fancy, but they get the job done. They, they stuff the sheet. Darnold was so bad he got benched, but they already say he's their guy. He'll be starting this week. Um, other than that, it was it was a rough, rough, rough go for the Panthers, who at one point were, what, 3-0? and We thought they were the class of the NFC South, and now they're losing 25-3 to to the Giants. Yeah, man, it just and I like the matchup here between, um, you know, the Panthers D line and the Giants O line. It, it just doesn't matter when you have literally nothing on offense. Wide receivers are dropping passes. Sam Darnold's inaccurate. P.J. Walker comes in, goes three for 14 and got sacked three times. So um, I just and also I really hate what Matt Rule is doing here. Uh, you trade for Sam Darnold, you give him that boost in confidence again that he needs after coming out of a miserable pit in the New York Jets with Adam Gase, right? So you give him a shot, and then you bench him because he has three bad games in a row. He started out real well, too. So I just I didn't like how that all went down, uh, but this is a different team when CMC's healthy, and uh, they're going to get better. Uh, and the Giants, I mean... What do you pull away from this? Everybody, every wide, all the wide receivers were hurt. They could all be back this week, yep, but they could all not be back this week. So, you know, if they're all down again, Slayton and Ingram are pretty good options. But if Pettis, Tony, Pettis has got his last two games have been very, very important in the role with all the guys injured. He's got he's had a decent target share in both games. I'm just gonna, I just if, if if Shepard and and Galladay oh, yeah, and Tony back, are all back, well better. Yeah, there's nothing there for any of these guys. So uh, I think Shepard's you know. the only guy I trust with everybody healthy. Right. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. So Booker uh, looked pretty good too. I mean, yeah. he didn't look great, but he had 17 touches, which is what we're looking for. And it looks like Saquon's going to miss this week and next week. So uh, and then be back after that. So uh, fingers crossed. You know that we don't have to start stupid Booker. <laughs> All right, the uh, the big boy game, the one I liked a lot this week. I expected the Ravens to score a little more, but the Bengals went in and just put a beat down on the Ravens, 41-17. to 17. Burrow saying, oh, the noise doesn't bother me there because SEC games are noisier than Baltimore. And these boys were having fun. These boys are getting swaggy. They were throw- They deserved it, too. He threw for 416 and three touchdowns. Mixon ran well and scored. P. Ryan ran and scored. Chase eight for two oh one and a touchdown. Uzuma two scores. It was it was beastly, an absolutely monstrous game. Uh, Hollywood Brown had a nice game with the receiving. Bateman wasn't bad, but the story for me is uh, Mr. Chase is a monster. And Burrow, we we keep saying it each week on these shows, <laughs> is getting healthier and healthier and more and more confident. He looked unstoppable on Sunday, and this Bengals team, as much as you don't want to admit it, looks darn scary right now. Well, look, uh, we lost to the Bengals, too. The, the Bengals are good, you know. So um, what I'll say is that what I really like about this game is exposing Baltimore's defense. And it just kind of showed because I was a little worried about Marlon uh, Humphrey being on chase. So I said Higgins is going to have a big day. Well, Higgins had 15 targets. Yeah. He, Anthony Averett no. has given up. I guarantee you after this game, I haven't been able to look yet, but 
that he's going to be leading the league in yards given up because this is uh, pathetic here. Uh, 15 targets um, and Chase dusted Humphrey a couple times. Uzama uh, pushed Marlon Humphrey off of him like he was nothing. Uh, so it was just a bad defensive effort overall by uh, the Ravens here. And look, Lamar can't do it all by himself, you know. You got to have somebody else running the ball here. And he had uh, 12 rushes for 88 yards. The next highest attempts was Bell with five, and he had five yards. Four for 14 it. for Freeman. You bring Tyson back and give him two carries. Uh, these guys caught some balls out of the backfield, but, uh, you know, 14 targets for Marquise Brown. You're only hitting him five times. Uh, you know, half for Bateman, six for three, seven and three for uh, Mark Andrews. You know, so. They were really bad on offense, but the defense played worse. And I think a lot of that was just, you know, uh, the Bengals wearing them out because Baltimore had a better time of possession, too. So it's not like their defense should have been whooped or anything. They just flat out got beat. So, uh, you know, just line them up and pass it on Baltimore and they're going to get smoked. Yeah. One of my articles I wrote this week, I looked at that Baltimore D because I was recommending some Bengals players. And they played well. Like people remember that game they had against the Chargers this past week or two weeks ago. But those early games, they were getting torched by good passing offenses. So there's definitely a recipe for success if uh, the good teams show up. But we'll wait and see there. Let's head to Vegas. Vegas, baby. Raiders 33 22. And they just continue to do it. Bogman said since they got a new coach, Carr throws for 323 and two scores. Kenyon Drake takes over as, after Jacobs in, leaves with an injury. Looks great. Renfro did his thing. Foster Moreau fills in for Waller beautifully. Um, the only thing on the Eagles side for me is Hurts. Fantasy-wise is really good. Real life, we have questions. And Miles Sanders left with an ankle injury, and that's going to be troublesome. Yeah, uh, well, I think there's a lot to take away from this game, whereas some of the other ones were like, I don't know, you know, the Giants, what do you do here? Everybody's hurt. So it's not like you're trusting things. Uh, you know, for the Raiders, 31 of 34 for Derek yeah. Carr. And okay. I think... Gruden going as much as he didn't want it to happen. And there was an interview with him and Strahan uh, before the game and everything. And um, he was, you know, talking about how he, he loves Gruden and, you know, obviously it doesn't mean he loves what he said. Uh, and yeah. obviously he was wrong in that, but you know uh, I think this is good for his career. Cause I, I assume, you know, obviously I have no, inside information but i assume they're just gonna pare down the playbook to what he likes because gruden is a puppet master you have to run everything i like the way i like and blah 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 well now that Carr has a little bit of freedom in an expansive offense everyone has that has quarterbacks for gruden has said that it's at sometimes a little over complicated a little too complicated uh, his calls and checks and all that stuff, spider white, two bananas and all that, you know, so uh, 31 to 34 is just incredible. Um, you know, Philly C isn't great, but it's middle of the road. It's not horrific or anything. So to just dust them like with, with that and without your best playmaker, Darren yeah. Waller missed this game. And Moreau, um, Moreau filled in great. Like looks he did, Moreau's a good receiving option. Yeah, did very good yeah. there. He's a good receiving option, uh, but, uh, you know, Renfro getting the most targets makes sense. Still a little frustrated that uh, Rugs, my guy Ruggs man. only got four, but, you know, we'll, we'll take what we can get with Carr looking so great. On the Eagles side, I mean, who do you trust here? I, I guess it's Jalen Hurts because he's going to run. He had 61 rushing yards here. Miles Sanders got hurt. I really like Kenny Gainwell. 
And I like Boston Scott as far as, you know, just waivers and deeper leagues, you know. Um, but I, I think your startable guys right now are Hertz, Goddard, and Smith. And if you if you can avoid starting a wide receiver here, I think I or a running back for Philly, I think I would do it. But also we all know how bad the running back situation is, especially with bye weeks and injuries. So Kenny Gainwell, a big pickup this week. Yeah, Gainwell's a big one, especially because he was used heavily in the passing game. Where Bart Scott, it's just, I guess it's game flow because they they like him kind of as the bruiser goal line. They like Bart Gainwell Scott in the passing game. can't wait. Boston. I'm oh, sorry for the Boston Scott. <laughs> when you're a third string running back, you can't expect to remember all this stuff. Um, but th- that's what I was noticing from that game. And then in Dallas Goddard, he stepped right back in with no Ertz there, and he ran a lot out of the slot, a lot all over the field. So. I think they're. I was actually thought they would use him more in this game, but uh, that's kind of the frustration I think I have when I watch the Philadelphia Eagles. Is it seems like Hertz is like one look and run. He's not like reading progressions enough. Oh, where yeah. I think Goddard could have had a much bigger game if they would have like utilized an actual passing game. So well, Hertz I think is going to be worth more than him now moving probably. Forward. And we saw that we saw that in the game. We'll catch up with that one here in a couple. But he definitely had an impact on that one. Let's go to Los Angeles SoFi Stadium, Rams twenty eight. Lions 19, not the blowout we were expecting. The Lions, you know, fake punts, uh, onside kicks Dude, to make onside an kick and two fake punts that all worked. And they Except, still and then he game. didn't go for it on fourth and two like twice. Or, like, mid-field. I don't understand. Yeah, like, like just, come on. If you're going to put it on the line over here, you got to put it on the line over here. Like, come yes. on, dude. Like, what do you have to lose, Mr. PC all or nothing, man. PC yeah, principle. PC come principle. on. Bottom line, though, um, DeAndre Swift, monster monster in the receiving game as we know raymond was the man this week saint brown was invincible which was a real real conundrum in this week seven we five week, and i needed Jaylen. him in a bad way uh but cup was a beast Woods is okay van jefferson stafford did his thing this wasn't a blowout we thought it would be yeah um i i'll I tell you what i'm a little worried for jamal williams uh yes he ran well in this game but uh he's just was a battering ram, and it's just so obvious that Swift is the better running back. And I think Anthony Lynn, the OC, is figuring that out after gushing about Jamal Williams uh, all throughout the offseason and how we have a 1A and a 1B. It's kind of like, you know, when you see a Christian McCaffrey get out there or you see a uh, Derrick Henry. I'm not saying Swift is out level. Uh, Swift is a small dude. He probably is always going to need someone like Jamal Williams because he's never going to be that 30-carry type of guy. I don't think he's going to do what we saw Alvin Kamara do tonight. But, you know, he had 21 touches and stayed upright and had a great game. So I think right around 20 touches is where uh, you can uh, shift for him. I think Raymond is their guy. But, you know, I didn't think about this yesterday when I was talking about it either. But, you know, St. Brown probably had Jalen. And that's that's a bad matchup for anybody. So he got shut down. So uh, I, I... I think I still am going to write out just pretty much any wide receiver here, but uh, Raymond is the guy if you're picking uh, people up. Hawkinson had more targets at least, so that was nice to see. Um, but on the Rams side, not much to take away here. Cooper Cup is amazing. Robert Woods was back involved, which is nice. Um, you know, Daryl Henderson uh, had a tough time running, and they've had a couple of those games. But, uh, yeah, Stafford was fine, and they do – they do come away with the win, just not as uh, as big as we expected. Arizona stays undefeated, thirty-one to five over the Texans. It was just it was pure domination. Kyler had three touchdowns um, through the air. Edmonds on the ground, Connor on the ground. 
They split it out all over the field. Uh, Hopkins had seven catches for 53 and a score. The defense made life a nightmare for Mills and company. Ty God should be back this third this week, though, which is good. He's activated start practicing on Wednesday. That should help a little bit for fantasy, at least, maybe. But this was all Cardinals. Like if it, it felt like they were just kind of walking through a practice trying to get to the end of the game. Yeah, dude. Uh it was bad. You know, the Texans are the worst team in the NFL. They're worse than Jacksonville. They're they're worse than anybody else. They're they're worse than the Jets. Um it, it's hard to watch right now. So um I mean, they shouldn't have won that game, man. They shouldn't have won that first game, you know, because yeah. uh, uh Detroit doesn't have a win. And uh, they're going to have their pick of the litter, it seems. But yeah, dude, the Cardinals are good. And we thought Chase Edmonds was going to be a little less used, which is why I took Connor. Uh, but he had more carries than Connor, but Connor still had that goal line uh, carry. And what, like we said with Ertz, uh, you know, led them in receiving three for 66 and a touchdown. They didn't have to pass the ball that much, but him and AJ Greenbow that 66. Uh, Hopkins had seven catches for 53 and a touchdown. They just sh- set up with short fields, too. So they didn't have a ton of yards, you know, uh, because Texas was punting all the time. Uh, the Texans were punting all the time. Uh, Zach Ertz, outside of the catches and the touchdown he had, and this is, you know, his first game with the Cardinals, they also gave him a rushing attempt at the goal line. Now, he fumbled it, so I don't know if they're going to give him another chance with that. But if they do give him another shot, that was pretty nice to see. So, um, you know, not a lot to take away from a lopsided game here, but the Cardinals are solid. No shock to anybody. I'm surprised they didn't give that rush attempt to JJ against his old team. That would have been too good. That yeah. Been really good. Just to let him go take <laughs> one of the house. That would have been awesome. But, all right, let's take the Tampa Bay, another blowout. You know, the afternoon games had the high spreads, and they did not disappoint. Um, the Buccaneers went 38-3. to just pure pure domination from start to finish. Brady only throws for 211, but throws four touchdowns. Gets over 600 in his career now. Fournette was good on the ground. Godwin, eight for 111 in the score. Evans, six for 76 and three touchdowns. So no AB, no Gronk. Pretty easy target share here. And on the bear side of it, Herbert looked good running the ball. Other than that, it wasn't a ton, Bugs. Yeah, and um, I'm extremely disappointed in um, – Justin Fields, three picks, four sacks. He looked just, so flustered the entire game. It was yeah, bad. I and three fumbles and he lost two. I mean, it just an abysmal game if you're Justin Fields. And it, a, a game that's so bad, in my opinion, that they need to go back to Dalton. Yep. 100%. And and I can't believe I'm saying that. Something I never thought I, I would say. Uh, maybe this is just a horrific game against the best team in the NFL in Tampa. I, I get it, but I don't think you can do it, man. He's not he getting the ball. Allen Robinson has made some loser ass quarterbacks look good and they can't get him the ball here. So, uh, that's bad. Um, you know, the, the Russian game, like even if you're sitting here going, okay, I got Herbert and he's been good. Are they going to give him the ball 18 more times next week? Uh, I don't think they are because Damian Williams was the guy ahead of him. And he just got back from the COVID list on Saturday. So it's not like he sat with a full week of practice and was rip-roaring and ready to go. He came back on Saturday. They let him play on Sunday, but, you know, they gave him four touches. So you can't give him a lot when he hasn't been in practice the whole week. And, you know, Leonard Fournette uh, uh, continues to be the man for Tampa Bay. Another 90 yards and a touchdown. So uh, you know what I think about that? I love myself some uh, Lenny. So good boy. uh, yeah, glad to, glad to see him going. 
Sunday night football, monsoon football. The Colts win 30-18 to in Santa Clara. Uh, Carson Wentz looked good, all things considered, with the weather. He looked pretty darn good. Jonathan Taylor ran wild. Pittman did his thing on the Niners side of it. Elijah Mitchell had a game. Debo had a game. So the fantasy-relevant players got the job done for the most part. Other than that, it was a sloppy, sloppy mess. And the fact they scored 48 combined points is amazing. Yeah, everyone was hitting that under because the weather was coming in. But I think what people don't realize is the weather will make – yeah, it'll make a corner slip more often. They got to backpedal and stuff and stay in their route. It'll make them screw up more than it'll make the offense. That's what – I forget the DB for the Colts. Um, he said in the post game, he says, I don't know why in the second half they stopped doing the end rounds and stuff with Debo because we couldn't catch our footing and they were torching it with torching us with it. They never ran one in the second half. Was it Xavier Rhodes who Might said have that? Been. I can't remember, I can't remember who it was, but he said Debo was torching us with his, his misdirections and change of directions, and we couldn't stop him because of the weather, and they just stopped calling it. Yeah, yeah. They Can gave um yeah, they gave Ayuk um, uh, a rush and, and hasty and stuff. And, you know, just running a lot of motion uh, will work in a game like that. But, yeah, the Colts, I'll say this, Wentz looked 100% healthy. And yeah, I don't he really good. think he looked good. I don't think he has uh, for a while. So to see him, uh, you know, just tuck a couple and run in that scenario like he used to do was uh, nice to see. You don't want to see him doing it too much because we know what it's cost him before. But uh, it worked out for him. Loved seeing Pittman uh, kind of start to become the guy here because I think that's definitely what they need uh, in this offense. And Jonathan Taylor just continues to be a stud. Uh, you can, um, it's time to be able, like, we can dance on the Trey Sermon truthers graves now, right? Everyone yeah. who liked Eli Hasty's Mitchell. He's getting so. carries and touches over Trey Sermon. It's time to go bye bye. Right, exactly. So, and Debo just is Debo is moving to the upper tier of wide receivers in the NFL. So, yep, no shock there. He's a beast. Uh, so, yeah, that was the good thing for an ugly football game. At least the fantasy guys did their thing. We couldn't say that about other games this week, but that one took place and check the boxes for you. Unlike this one, Monday Night Football, Saints win thirteen to ten, and probably one of the it's not the worst football games I've seen, but just a completely horrific football. Yeah, like. If it wasn't for Alvin Kamara, 20 carries for 51 yards, not great, but 10 catches for 128 in a score. Um, DK Metcalf on the opening drive gets an eight, or second drive for the Seahawks, an 84-yard touchdown. Other than that, it was basically invincible. It was a very, very bad football game, Bobby. Both sides felt like they did not want to let either quarterback take control, <laughs> and they were, just, they were trying to see who would screw up first is what it came down to. Yeah, look, the Seahawks started just double-bracketing Alvin Kamara on every play, so... Dude had 30 touches and, uh, you know, 179 yards and a touchdown. So just he's so hard to stop. And look, um, the Saints just need Michael Thomas to get back. They need another weapon bad. They really do. Uh, Because Winston just is not surviving off of, you know, uh, throwing the ball only to Kamara because no one else is getting open downfield. He had seven targets for Callaway. Uh, He had. Uh, you know, three catches and um, Troutman got a little more involved, but not enough. Traquan Smith wasn't on the same page. We saw him just be missed on same a couple stills. passes. Yeah. And, and, you know, on the Seattle side, Gino is just rough to watch, man. 12 for 22. You're not going to have to play New Orleans every week, right? So uh, you're going to get bailed out a little bit there. Uh, but, you know, Collins didn't have, a lot of yards running into the teeth of the defense. Penny did basically nothing. Penny was worse 
than Collins. Six yeah. rushes for nine yards. I mean, shocker. And uh, when Lockett goes dark like this, two for 12, it, it, him and Gino are not on the same page. Uh, Freddie Swain had more targets. So yeah. I think it's because he was running shorter routes. But, uh, you know, you got the ball to, to, and by the way, why are you not getting the ball to DK Metcalf a little bit more than two he times? He has a big catch and like, he doesn't see a target pretty much throughout the game. 84 yard touchdown it in the first quarter. He gets one other catch and four more targets. Like, like you should be throwing a go route to him like every like three drives at least. Just throw it up. Stuff that drives me nuts it's about like the these old, NFL the old Cardinals with Fitzgerald. They were how many times a game did they just throw one up and say go get a big guy. Yeah, yeah, like he would he always had like 12 targets every game. Yeah. So, uh you know, it was uh it was a rough game to watch like you said and uh hopefully Seattle's going to get better with uh Gino, but I'm not going to expect it. Thank God for the Manning cast. All right, everybody, uh, before we get to the waiver wire ads for your week eight action, reminding you all, you can check out the Lion Star uh, pre-snap and on deck, on deck next year, but uh, on their Lion Star YouTube channel. So go check out uh, that uh, channel and give it a thumbs up and a subscribe. would mean a lot to us. Comment. That would help as well. Or just give us a rate and review on iTunes. If you're just a prick, you just listen straight to the ear holes, go on with your day. No worries there. All right, everybody, week eight waiver wires. We only have two teams on by this week, Ravens and the Raiders. So we have... 15 games, 30 teams in action for you, which helps out a lot compared to last week. But when we look at the quarterback position, Bogman, you know, um, you got guys like Ryan out there. Cousins is still available in 70%. Like quarterbacks, I, I kind of raised the bar on. Cousins is a beast. I think he needs to be owned more. But two has been fantasy relevant, Boggs. He's less than 50% right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, they, they play Buffalo, though, coming off a bye week tricky, on the road. Tricky. So. I don't want to mess with Tua. I I like Carson Wentz against Tennessee. Like Carson, yeah, it's a good one. I like Trevor Lawrence against Seattle. I think Seattle's defense is rough. Uh, I mean, they did just do a pretty solid job uh, against um, against Jameis here, but Jameis is Jameis. So, um, uh, so I like Wentz is probably my favorite. Um, and Geno against Jacksonville. Geno's bad, but Jacksonville's defense is bad too. So what about- those. Those are guys I like. What about Danny Dimes versus the Chiefs defense? It's a good one too. You know what? That's a really good one. That's, so that and defense is so bad. If you're if you're rostering Mahomes, my point before we knew Mahomes was okay was that uh, you could pick up Danny Dimes and start him over Mahomes if something would happen. True. Seems like we don't have to worry about that now, but that's an added thing if you're the that's Mahomes good, guy. That's good strategy to their bogman. That's why you're the smart ones. We get paid the big bucks over there. <laughs> I like that one quite a bit. Let's go to the running back position, which. It's ugly, like you said, time and time again, like Devontae Freeman, but do you trust Baltimore? Probably not. Uh, but you mentioned Kenneth Gainwell. He's only 22% on in, in the Yahoo right now. That's going to skyrocket. Um, who else are you looking at this week? Gainwell, I mentioned Boston Scott before, and Brandon Bolden are probably my top like three, the three a lot. with Gainwell way up there. If your roster is good and you're looking for a swing, that's when you take Boston Scott. If you're looking for a fill-in for bye weeks or injuries, Brandon Bolden. So uh, those are the three for me. I mean, you could add David Johnson. Maybe he'll be better with uh, Tyrod coming back, right? Maybe maybe Mark Ingram too, either one that you want. Um, But there's not much else out there, man. It's pretty rough. Maybe hasty. The the other guy I would mention, if you're like in a deeper league and you want to kind of roll the dice, if you're just desperate for someone to to pulse, Samaje P. Ryan's back and he um, even – you know, Mixon's been banged yeah. up a lot, so that's a good guy if you have room to kind of keep. You, I don't wish injury, but Mixon finds his way to get hurt a lot. So uh, P. Ryan could be Assuming a guy. Bengals. 
Man, we saw him. We, we saw him when they were beaten down last week. P Ryan still had like double digit carries, found the end zone. Yeah, so. they split with him and Mixon. So I think that, they're trying to take call. care of Mixon. I think they're trying yeah. to take care of him. So which is smart. So we'll see how yeah. see how that plays out. Uh, let's go to the wide receiver position now, which will be a loaded one as always. Like Hunter Renfro still forty nine percent, and that's just criminal, especially if Waller stayed out there on a bye this week. But something to keep in mind there. But um, you know, there's there's a lot of options. T- Tim Patrick's still there. I get T.Y. Hilton. I know he's out with an injury, but if he's healthy, he's going to get a lot of targets outside of Pittman there. If you can stash, uh, what are some other guys you're looking at this week? Well, Alan La- uh, Lazard, uh, specifically, if Devontae Adams is down, he's only 4% rostered. They got the Cardinals, terrible secondary, and they should have to go point for point on a short week with them. So I like Lazard uh, a little bit. You know, Kadarius Tony is still 46%. Mm-hmm. So if he's healthy, going to pick up him same thing with Rondo Moore we talked about Khalif Raymond who's three percent rostered uh Russell Gage is ten percent and things are going to start opening up for Gage because Pitts is going to get his catches now and Calvin Ridley is going to get opened up as well so um those are the guys I like for this week Van Jefferson is still nine percent he's the he's the wide receiver three in that offense so if if it's one of those weeks you think they're going to go postal the weeks they've gone big, uh, heavy workloads, he's gotten his fair share. So he'd be another guy I'd put on your list if you're looking for a deeper league type move. Uh, tight end position. Tight ends are always fun. We, we seem to be good at getting on them early, and then they kind of uh, start uh, disappearing on us, Boggs, which is good. That means you're doing something right. But um, this week, CJ Uzuma is still 19%. That dude is definitely a part of that offense, Bob. And so he, he'd be my number one. You know, Mo Ali Cox is there. He's been a part, but. I'd be getting some Uzuma if you need somebody. Yeah, CJ Uzama and then Evan Ingram, uh, 31% rostered because uh, they got KC, uh, I think is a decent one. There's not a lot else to like. You mentioned Mo Ali Cox, who, you know, you know what his stat, stat line is. It's three for 14. Is he getting that touchdown? Yep. You know, Magic if he gets question. that touchdown, you know, okay, now you're sitting at 10 points. That's a pretty good day for a tight end. But, uh, you know, it's a it's a big question. He's never going to go seven for 56 or anything, right? He's mainly a red zone dude. Uh, so uh, Cole Komet, I like, but they just can't get the damn ball to him. Same thing with Gerald Everett with Gino. So, yeah, it's pretty limited at tight end. I'd say Pat Fryermuth still out there. Uh, they seem to be yeah. him involved, coming off the bye. And then, again, if you have room to stash, I'd staff Foster Moreau because if, if, uh, if Waller's still out, he's definitely going to fill that role at least as like 80% of Waller or something. So somebody I, I'd look to stash also. All right, Bogman, that'll wrap us up. Week seven, any closing thoughts on the week seven action? Uh, let's get to week eight, man. That's what I want. I, I want to get to week eight. I want to see the Steelers play a banged up Browns team. Uh, should be a very, very fun game. And I want to just get us one week closer to Saquon and Barkley being back. And the Dolphins face the Bills, which means Josh Saquon Allen and CMC. Gets... I think I said Saquon and Barkley. Yeah. But yeah, that means uh, Josh Allen gets like 50 fantasy points this week. So have fun with that one, people. <laughs> but uh, that'll wrap us up for your week seven recap. We'll be back with you guys on Thursday with your bets and picks, as always, for week eight. And then on Friday with your main slate DFS preview. Make sure you check out LineStar on Twitter at LineStar app and at LineStar NFL. And download the app in the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. Everything you need to build your winning DFS lineups. Check out Blogman on Twitter at Blogman Sports. I am at BD Hendrick, and we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to Pre-Snap Podcast, presented by LineStar App. Please like, comment, subscribe, and rate for good karma in your fantasy football games.